Amy Blackwell really should have kept her mouth shut when it comes to me. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I am Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. In case anybody's wondering, Snoopy Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligators. Whimsy's Alligators never to be sponsored of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but you can find the Amazon link to get your dog some Whimsy's Alligators down in the description. Whimsy's alligators, they will not kill your dog, or they might kill your dog, but they haven't killed my dog in seven years. So I told you guys I was gonna go ahead and repost the Amy Blackwell episode. It was actually on the audio version and set to private, but now I'm gonna upload it on YouTube. So this is gonna be the first time for some of you hearing it, seeing it, whatever. I'm not actually visual, it's only the audio because this was back when I was first doing Unbothered. Apparently it was in 2018. Apparently in 2018, I also didn't know the word concentration and kept saying conversation. Well, I said it twice and I was like, why do you keep saying conversation instead of concentration? And then I caught myself apparently the last time and said concentration instead of conversation. I was tired. Yeah, I'm not proud of that. I don't know what happens to me sometimes. Brain fart. I had been on the road a lot at that time. So it is what it is. And I'm also talking a little bit low, but you can hear it really well because I did it with my Zoom. So you hear it really well. But um, it just is quiet because I was in a hotel room and I didn't want to be super loud. I was by myself, but I didn't want to be super loud. Uh, I forgot exactly how exhausting it was being on the road with this person. I remembered she got on my nerves, but in this episode, I think it really captures just how exhausting it was and I would have just completely left it alone and left it on private but she still continues to talk about me and I hate when people don't grow to the point where they understand they're the problem like with me there's certain times I know in my life that I have been the problem so I'm not going to pretend that I don't know that I was wrong at different points in my life and there's nothing wrong with just being a big enough person to say hey I was in the wrong at that point or I had some growing to do or I was going through something at that time I don't really excuse the going through something at that time but at the same time I will accept it as like okay as long as you realize that was you messing up it's just on that conversation with Crystal and Bobby when she chimed in on the Facebook exchange and said something about how her life has been so much better since she doesn't deal with me anymore like I had done something to her if you listen to the episode, everything was of her own doing. But I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because I was going to forget about it. Like, I forget about a lot of things. And then uh, friend, fellow comic, and shit starter, Dylan Collins from Chico area, hit me up and was like, Hey, are you going to do the Amy Blackwell episode after all? Are you going to go ahead and post that? And I was like, yes, I'll post it on YouTube. He was like, cool, can't wait. So I know some people want to hear it. So here it goes. <sighs> get ready though because it's exhausting it is exhausting i just wanted to wrap it up before we go into the new year so this negative energy gets out there and everybody gets to hear whatever it is they want to hear and there it is anyway guys i hope you enjoyed the episode let me know what you think of it down in the comments and regretted having said it and i thought oh that was a dumb thing i should have i probably should have apologized at that point for even saying it but your your immediate response was just you know, kind of a, a head shake and you and and then there was something with the tea and so I was like looking for where we we're going. I'm not excusing any of it. Yeah, I got quiet because I thought and I noticed that you I really thought everybody knew that I'm not down with white people saying the N word. I'm just not. 
And and now I know, and I wasn't clear that that was a problem for you. And I apologize for not knowing that. I it, it wasn't something that I knew, and it was a dumb thing to say. And I regret saying it on a personal level, like nothing to do with anybody else. I feel bad that I even said it. It was one of those things that I thought, oh, that could be funny. It was just a knee jerk reaction. It was stupid. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. <laughs> All right, you guys. So to give you a little context to that conversation, that is uh, somebody that I just came off the road with. Her name is Amy Blackwell. Well, I didn't really come off the road with her. She ended up ditching me, which I'm thankful for. I'm not upset at all that she ditched me. But that uh, was just a clip of a conversation that we had. Now, usually I'm not one for recording people. And if you don't ever want to have a conversation with me because you think I'm going to record you, well, that's on you. It's not something that I'm going to really worry about because, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't have been recording her if I didn't have the feeling that she was going to try to victim out on me and make it seem like, I had done something wrong. So really, if she wants, I can release that whole conversation and let people hear it completely and see the way that things went down because I'm really not pleased right now. And it's not even the kind of thing where I'm mad in the way like uh, like a vindictive kind of mad. It's just a kind of I'm tired of people playing with my name put some respect on my name you put some respect on my name because <laughs> i i really do try to do people let me just uh, hello everybody and welcome to yet another episode of unbothered by ty rivera and just like most episodes we're very bothered but we gonna get unbothered that's what's gonna happen on this episode <sighs> let me because I, it's been a couple of days since that happened. And what's happened between that day and now has all been very good. But I listened to the full conversation, which the full conversation is about 33 minutes. And for anybody that's worried about the legality of it, uh, California is like a all-party state, like anybody that's involved needs to know. Tennessee, which is where that conversation happened, is a one-party state. So as long as one person that's a part of the conversation knows that recording has happened, it is fully legal. And I looked that up before we went into the conversation because I was like, I know this person's going to try to play victim because what she did was when... Uh, sometimes you notice patterns with people and you notice that people are lying and not legit and you notice when it's too late. And that's what happened with me and this person, Amy Blackwell. What happened was, um, and I should, there's actually more than one conversation I have with her because I knew that there were, anytime I felt like this is a conversation where it's important to why it is, I probably won't want to work with her. And... I know people look at everything we do as very loosey-goosey and just comedy, and there is that part of it where it's a lot of things are done on a handshake at this level. That's the way it works in a lot of situations. 
But at the same time, you've got to protect yourself legally when people will make it seem like you were behaving in a manner that you weren't, that just isn't accurate, isn't accurate to what it actually was. Like, did I get frustrated? Yes. Did I get mad at certain points? Yes. But I've already been clear, and I thought, well, I don't even think it's about me being clear at this point. I thought in 2018 we all knew that white people are not supposed to say the N-word. I thought we knew that. I, and if you listen to my podcast with any regularity at all, or you know me, or you pay attention to my Facebook, which I know that Amy has been my friend on Facebook for a long time, and I thought I had been very clear with everybody at all points. I am not okay with white people saying the N-word. I've been very clear about that. When it comes to black people saying the N-word, that's your business. If you want to use that word, you feel free to use that word. If you want to give your white friends a pass to say the N-word. I'm fine with that. That's not my business. But when it comes to me and you being alone in a car or in any kind of circumstance where it's just I'm an audience of one for you and you use the N-word, I don't care how funny you think it is. It's just not funny to me and it does offend me. And like I said, I'm from Arizona, so I've heard people use it a lot. And when I was younger, I used it myself. I'm not proud of it, but I own it. And that's the only way to get better is to fully own it. And yes, had she apologized and just left it at that and given me a bit, then that wouldn't have happened. But what happened afterwards was just annoying, I'm not your man type of shit. Like, it's like... I don't want to be your surrogate boyfriend because I'm nice enough to take you on the road because I do think you have some talent. Like, I'm scattered and all over the place in the way that I'm starting this conversation, but I promise if you guys are patient, it'll all come together and I'll explain it to you. What happened was, look at me, sounding like Monique, baby. Uh, but it's I'm trying to do this in the best way possible, and I'm trying to get a hold of because I listen to the conversation, like I said, and it's that part of the conversation is 33 minutes, and we had started talking right before, and there was a part of me that felt like I know that I'm going to need to record this conversation because what happened was I took this person on the road. Now, this person, we... Amy Blackwell is her name. I don't mind saying her name as many times as I have to say it just because she's really gone out of her way to try to besmirch my name. And I've been too busy handling the stuff that I have to handle and taking care of business. Well, this bitch does a white trash version of Eat, Pray, Love. And now we got some ghetto ass car alarm going off in front of the place that I'm staying. So this is all just perfect. But here's what I'm trying to get at. Um... Okay. Sorry about that. That wasn't my fault. That's actually happening. As a, these are things beyond my control. Okay. So what happened was, once upon a time, there was a girl named Amy Blackwell. She was living in a kingdom that belonged to Ty Rivera. That kingdom is called Phoenix, Arizona, on the Phoenix comedy scene. Although Ty Rivera wasn't able to live in his kingdom at that point, that's where Amy was living. 
She was living within the walls of his kingdom. The Phoenix comedy scene. Which I keep saying that because I know it'll get on the nerves of some Phoenix comics that are haters. But the ones that get me will just laugh and be like, Ty's fucking ridiculous. Uh, the truth is that kingdom probably belongs to Anwar Newton and Michael Turner. Because um, those motherfuckers do run that city. Uh, I do enjoy <laughs> hanging out in their kingdom though. <laughs> I have my place in the kingdom, trust me. And so would Amy, technically. But here's the way you fuck up. When I was in L.A., Amy, I met Amy, and I think it was at one of Boomer Nichols' shows. There was a comic by the name of Boomer Nichols. He had me out. He would have me out to do these shows, and they were at these bars or this bar in West Phoenix, and he would pay me well, and he never played with my money, and in that way, he was absolutely great. Other people don't so much like Boomer Nichols. One day, he tried to go crazy on me, but then I just got like, yeah, sort all that out. I don't have time for it. And I had already, like, you know, he didn't owe me money or anything like that so what do i care what you do with your feelings like get away from me i don't care it's all kind of gross the way people try to hang that shit on me which is kind of what amy did and what we're gonna get to but uh i met her back then and you know i thought she was a nice enough girl whatever and she was funny but she was closer to starting out which she says she's been doing stand-up for 13 years but i don't really think it's a, a full 13 years a lot of times with comedy what people do is they'll start 13 years ago and then they'll take like a four or five year break and then when they come back they still count the time that they were off as part of their time now i'm not saying that as an insult this is just what happens a lot of times because when i met amy it was closer like she seemed like she was closer to new and then she's gotten funnier over time and she was funny then so i'm not trying to take away understand that this part of the conversation is not me trying to say that she's not funny because I wouldn't have brought her with me if I didn't think she was funny. So, she said that she wanted to go on the road with me. And we stayed in contact. And then at one point, I had her back in the situation where I said something nice to her. And then some uh, another person that I was friends with at the time said something shitty to her. And it was off of me saying something nice. And I felt bad about it because I said something nice to her. And then he took that opportunity to shit on her. So I corrected him and was like, that's not cool at all. You know, and it did cause um, we still don't talk to this day because he tried to get shitty with me about that. And I was just like, I'm just not allowing you to bully somebody that I am being nice to, you know, especially using my compliment to them to turn it around into something mean like if i had known that you were going to be this way i never would have said that publicly i was really giving her a compliment and so um you know so i really like this girl and then there was another point where she was telling me that she wanted to get on the road and do triple stuff which i've talked about triple before he's a booker and i'm not going to go into his thing but you know like at the time i was working for david triple and she wanted to feature and i had already won world series of comedy at that time and i would like headlined for him a couple of times and so i asked him if i could bring her along with bring her along as my feature to do Washington. We did, um, what's it called in Washington? Pasco? Well, not Pasco, but it's uh, Joker's Comedy Club in Washington State. And so, but at that time, I was living in L.A., and she was living in Phoenix, so we both flew, you know, separately, and then we just did the gigs together. So it was good, and 
you know, I mean, like, it was good. There was nothing wrong with it. She was funny. She did her job. Good time. So then a few weeks later, because while we were on that trip, I was like, I'm going to be doing stand-up Scottsdale soon, which stand-up Scottsdale was a club that I used to headline and ended up closing like a year or two ago or maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. But uh, I used to do stand-up Scottsdale. So I asked Howard Hughes, who was the owner of stand-up Scottsdale, if I could have Amy as my feature. He said that he didn't like Amy. He didn't think she was funny. That was what he said. And she knew this, so it's not like I'm spilling any kind of tea. And Howard Hughes... We've had our differences or whatever, but when it comes down to it, I have nothing against Howard. Really, Howard was nice to me for a lot of years and, well, you know, enough years. Yeah, <laughs> he was nice to me. And I consider Howard consider Howard to be a part of my journey and a person that did help me out a lot. He just made me, uh, he got on my nerves at one point and then I called that out because I always have to really get it off my chest, especially if I've been putting up with you for a long time, you know, and your opinions and your, like, this is this and that's that. And it's like, well, who are you really? And so I gave him one of the who are you speeches and like because and it was kind of like Amy was a part of that or you know like me thinking about Amy because what happened was where I was going with the Howard Hughes thing was I would headline stand-up Scottsdale and at that point I had done stand-up Scottsdale several times now me headlining it and a lot of times he wouldn't let me pick my feature which I don't know why everybody lets me pick my feature and we he and I used to really get people to come see me you know, like he would promote on his end, I would promote on my end, and we would have good results, really good results. Uh, we got the fire marshal ca called on us before for having so many people in there. So when I'm doing that kind of, we're doing that kind of job because it's not 100% me. I do admit Howard was very active in the promoting part when I would come out. Um, and then I, And then I tell you, that I want this person to feature for me, and you say no, that you don't think they're funny. And then I'm like, I just worked with them. I just worked a full week with her, you know, because, like, Jokers is, like, Wednesday to Sunday or something, like that, or Wednesday to Saturday. So we worked, like, a full week together, and I was like, um, a full comedy week, you know? And so I was like, I want her to feature for me. She's funny. She's good. I just saw her. He says no. He doesn't want that in his club. Again, his words. And I remember the conversation so well because, I mean, like we really went at it for a minute, you know, because when I really like somebody and I want somebody to get seen or get an opportunity, I and maybe it's to my detriment, but I will fight for that and I will argue for it, you know, because I and it wasn't about like a diva trip on my point, because like if I was trying to be a diva, I would have asked for more money or a certain kind of bottled water or something like that. Like this was me really trying to help somebody out that I thought deserved a chance. So we go back and forth. And I know that Howard's good for a good argument. That's the other thing. Like I know that I'm not burning a bridge when I get in an argument with Howard or back then I wasn't this Last one I may have just because I don't think he was ready for me because I had been putting up with him for a long time, you know. And even that time I was kind of holding back and nice about it, even though I was like, oh, you're fucking killing me right now because you're telling me somebody is not funny. And I know funny. And especially when I see it like several nights in a row and be consistent, you know, it's I know funny. So I wanted her to be able to feature for me. So I finally told him, I was like, OK, fine, I get it. You don't want her in your club or you don't want to pay for it, but let's do it that way 
can I have her feature for me if I pay her out of my money? Well, I guess I was speaking his language because right away he was like, you're going to pay her? And I was like, yeah, I'll pay her to feature. And he was like, okay, then you can have her feature. So I paid her out of my money to feature. And she knew that. So then cut to me doing, going back to L.A. And, you know, at the time, I lived in L.A. the whole time. It's just I came back to do that show. And, you know, life happens, whatever, whatever. It had been several years. And I would see her here and there. And we stayed friends on Facebook. But I don't really... uh I don't have any opportunities that I can offer her. Like, I was working with Chris Rubio for a while, and that was my regular guy. And then, you know, I work with people for a while, and then I move on, you know, and then it's like the next person and then the next person. And so then when I came back to Phoenix, John Carden happened to become my feature for a while. And, you know, I talked about him quite a bit on the on Unbothered. And he's even done an episode of Unbothered for me. And, you know, we're like I worked with him until just recently. And then as things change or as I grow or as I change what I want in a feature, and it's not always anything personal. Like sometimes it's just like me personally changing what I want to go up before me or what. I, and I have a right to that. I have a right to be like, this is what I want now. And so... um you know, I try to help people out as much as I can and get you as many opportunities as I can. And then at a point, I push you out of the nest. And then that's what it is. Joe Coy did it with me. Gabriel Iglesias did it with me. And I can't be mad at them just like other people can't be mad at me when I move on. So Amy has been in between. I see her quite a bit, you know, at open mics and stuff. And she's always, like, um, asked me if she can feature for me and she's always like if you ever need a feature if you ever need an opener i'm here make sure you know do you make sure you don't forget she always 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 so when i had this gig coming up i was like i haven't used amy in a while and it wasn't even about having this gig coming up what happened was with this particular run i'm at, at i did um over this week i've been in michigan and then i ended the week out in cleveland so I did several, well, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then Cleveland. So what happened was one of my good friends, Cody Woods, who's going to be on Heart of the City coming up uh, the next season, he's uh, Oakland. It's the Oakland episode of Heart of the City. He was telling me about this run, and he was telling me about this guy named Ron and how I needed to do his run, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, I'm down to check it out sometime. And he was like, yeah, it works well if you can get one in your region and whatever like that. And he was like, but he kind of has his people that he's using right now, so it's it would be good, because I've already told him about you, it would be good if you could jump on one that he just happens to have open. And I know he has this week open that's going to be in Wisconsin and Michigan, and I know that that's far or whatever, but if you can make it work, then I would say that you should do it so you can at least get on his radar and have him actually see you. And he reassured me that he already told Ron about me or whatever. So then I hit Ron up. Well, first I hit up Amy because she was the first one that popped in my head because I had just seen her at a mic or whatever. And I'm with Christopher, and this is like a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning or something like that. And I was like, okay, let me call Amy right away and see if she's down to do it. 
So I hit up Amy, and the way that this gig, these this run of gigs works is it's something new that they're starting, and it's a different way that he's doing it. And I kind of understood the concept or the way that it pays or whatever or the, the way that the scale works, and there's, like, a base, and then there's a way you can make more money. And I was interested in it not only because of that, but because I like Cody and I like what he relayed to me about his dealings with this guy Ron I like that so I was like yeah I'm willing to go check this out I'm willing to take a chance on it it's not the best for me to have to drive all the way up to Michigan but if I can figure it out with Amy and then there was another date that they had which was the 21st of July um, where they needed somebody for Prescott but which Prescott is in Arizona, for anybody that doesn't know, it's about three hours, I think it's north, uh, three hours north, possibly east. Who knows? Or possibly, yeah, north. It's north for sure, because <laughs> east is Tucson and stuff. Anyway, uh, Prescott is three hours away from Phoenix, and I knew that on the 21st I'm doing the Rialto Theater in Tucson with Steve Trevino, so I knew I couldn't do that date. But the way I was thinking was, since I know Amy is funny and I know that she's hungry to do some stuff, Amy can go with me on this first one and then we'll use her car because my car does not need any more miles. Uh, she has a reliable transportation uh, and then she can feature for me there and then that'll be like her auditioning for this guy. And then once he hears the rave reviews about her and then I really push for her and vouch for her, then she'll be able to headline the Prescott gig and then that'll be her now already getting pushed from featuring to headlining for these particular runs and they'll be perfect for her. Like that was my thinking. That's honestly the way that I saw this working out and what I was going to make happen. Because like I said, when I want something to happen, I really will make it happen. And I had already talked her up to Ron even when I was telling him that I wanted her to come with me. And then I also have these gigs in August where one of them is in Redding or, yeah, I think it's Redding, California. It's far northern California. And then the other one is Reno. And then there was supposed to be a casino in Washington that I already told you guys about that got canceled. But I was going to have Amy come along with me on each of those. And there's two other bookers that if she does well in front of them or they hear she does well, then I know I can get her in headlining there. So... That's already you getting bumped up three different times from being a feature to a headliner, which I knew I could make all three of those happen because of the relationships I have with these people and your being funny involved, you know, or added to it. So I knew that I could make this happen. So I'm offering you this opportunity. Now, here's the catch. And I'm very honest with the, Amy about this back then, too. Like, the way it was going to work out was... I don't know if I'm even going to be able to make money on this gig. Now, I know that worst case scenario, I should be able to break even. So the way that I plan to do it is I will pay for 100% of the gas. She also, closer to the gig, let me know that she needed an oil change. So I was like, fine, I'll get your oil change as well. You know, we're going 2,000 miles up, 2,000 miles back. So definitely me paying for an oil change is not out of line or anybody taking advantage of me. Plus, I know what it's like to be trying to make shit happen and at the same time to be hungry and not necessarily have the money 
to satisfy that hunger. So uh, I'm willing to, you know, do my part because I do want to see you get ahead. So I'm willing to pay for 100% of the gas. And then we'll also have places to stay each night. And then you'll also get uh, your stage time. And then I'll also give you money. Now, I don't know how much money I can give you, how much cash I can give you, but I will definitely give you some cash by the end. And if anybody knows what being on the road with me is like, it's like when I say I'm paying for 100% of the gas, I do pay for 100% of the gas. I don't ask you for a dollar towards the gas. And then also, if we're frugal about the way we eat, not only will I end up paying for a lot of that stuff, but also, uh, you know, you'll be conservative, not spending that much money because it's just we do everything in the most functional, economic, efficient way possible. You know, this is the way that it works best on doing the road. And I've done the road long enough and enough of the road that I know how to do all of this. And I'm not going to, like, make you feel like you need to be spending more money, you know, because I'm just – I – Lead by example. So she agrees to do it. She's like, yeah, I can do it. I give her the dates. I tell her, you know, when when she needs to be, you know, like the day before, the day after. Let's just plan it that way. And so we're like, okay, we'll get together with make more details or, you know, like really hone in on the details once we get closer. Um, but like there's the general. So we're keeping in contact, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, just here and there, whatever. So um, that's the plan. She's down to do it, and uh, I'm really talking her up for the Prescott for the Prescott gig as well and trying to make sure that that's going to happen. And so I'm knowing everything that I'm doing. Like, I already talked to the guy in Reno and talked to the, the guy in Redlands, and I'm like, you know, this person is going to be ready to headline you're going to see when they come out with me that she's going to rock it and then you guys are going to headline her i know it so I, i'm willing to really go out on a limb like that even though i hadn't seen her do a long set since way back when we did washington together which was at least three years ago now something like that but you know i assume that she's only gotten better you know i've seen her do short sets and she's doing really well so why would i not think that she could do the long set so we end up going on the we end up making a plan and then we're supposed to go on the road so everything's great then uh we leave on monday we left on monday and she was a little late to pick me up, which I'm not tripping off of that. I was a little bit late getting out to the car. You know, I told her what was going on. She told me what was going on. No problem. Everything's great. We're supposed to go. Bam. We hit it. Now, I've heard uh, some people, like, make it seem like, you know, I was supposed to be excited to go on the road. But anybody that listens to my podcast or knows my life knows I go on the road a lot. So, for me, going on the road isn't like road trip. Like, it's just, it's... I have to go on the road. It's necessary that I go on the road to make money. And so I'm not one of those people that are like, woohoo, we're going to have a good time. We're on the road. It's just like, yeah, let's go. Let's go do what we got to do. And so I can hurry up and get home to my silly boyfriend. Because for the Christopher update, absolutely love him. And I am not at all tripping on my relationship with Christopher. Things are going better than ever, except for the fact that I've been gone for the last eight days and I can't wait to get back to him. But that's great. 
So, um, you know, he saw me off when I had to leave with uh, Amy, and he's taking care of my little Snoopy Bijou for me. Oh, I miss my Snoopy Bijou like crazy, too. And so, um, you know, me and Amy take off. We were supposed to do a guest set in Texas, which was a part of the plan. Uh, we had made that a couple days before or something like that, where this guy, Ron, had said, if you can make it out there, uh, I'll make sure that you get at least a little bit of gas money for that. Amy wasn't supposed to go up on that one. She ended up doing a guest set just because the other comics involved, James Myers and Brian Day, who are friends of mine. Well, James I just met. But uh, he's another comic, and I met him through Cody a while back, but we just didn't spend any time together. But, like, I knew he was a good guy, and he just, you know, comics you just know sometimes. You're like, yeah, you're a comic, I'm a comic. There's no reason for us to have any static or weird energy. We're both trying to make shit happen. So, you know, I got a good read off of him from the beginning. He's a comic trying to do his shit. And Brian Day, I've known from L.A. Brian Day is Latino. Brian Day has a lot going for him. And I think Brian Day is funny. And not only funny, I think he's very smart. Well, not I think he's very smart. I know he's very smart. He's a very intelligent guy. And he's good to talk to. And he can talk politics with you and give you stats. And he's just a good guy. So uh, we end up meeting up with them in Bandera, Texas. And really, I was the only one that was supposed to go up. And we were just going to go so that we could break up the drive and then also do uh, get a little bit of gas money if it was possible. Ron was honest with me. He wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get me gas money, but we'd be able to stop there. And then we could also share a room with the headliner if we wanted to take a nap there. And that was 12 hours in. And then we'd have another 12 hours to go if we did it the right way. And it was just a little bit out of the way uh, as opposed to if we just went up the opposite way. So it was all going to work out perfectly. And Ron, true to his word, he was uh, got us uh, or said that we could stay with the headliner, James Myers. James Myers was still cool with that idea, but we were like, we're just going to keep driving. And he was able to give me some gas money after all. So that was helpful, too. So... And then Amy was able to get some stage time, which Amy was not supposed to get stage time on that show. But I'm not going to begrudge you if they say you can get some stage time. But just, you know, I'm there to pick up some extra gas money because I'm paying for all the gas. So at that point, I'm not thinking about you or giving you any of that money because that's not what it is. I am the only one that's booked on that part of the show and you were the one who suggested it just so that, you know, because you were like, we can break up the drive. And so... That's what that was. So uh, that happens. And I'm thinking like, you know, this is great. Ron's already living up to his word. And then Ron makes an offer that a lot of people would not make. A, a lot of bookers would not make this offer. Ron says that if we want to get a hotel room closer to our first stop, which is Oxford, Michigan, then he'll take care of us on that. And so we look at it, and I'm like, uh, Amy was like, we could possibly go to Memphis. Like, that's not really out of the way. And I was like, all right, well, then let's just tell him Memphis. So we figure out how long it's going to take for us to get to Memphis and, like, figure it with a nap and stuff like that. And we're like, okay, if we get there at 2 p.m., then we should get there in time for, you know, to check into our room or whatever. We ended up getting there at 3 p.m. Everything is going all right. But one place that I noticed that things were maybe a little bit not like what I like them to be was she was picky about where we were going to eat. 
where when you're on the road, you just try to do everything the cheapest way. But she was just like, I really like diners. And I don't feel like, you know, I should have to uh, go to like chain restaurants or places that I can eat when I'm in Phoenix when I'm on the road. And I was thinking in my head, like, she seems to be thinking that this is kind of like a vacation. And I'm thinking more like things are cheap. I mean, like when I go travel, like with my boyfriend, then yeah, I can understand that thinking. Why would I want to go to a place I can go to in Phoenix when I'm on vacation with my boyfriend? But this isn't us on vacation. This is us working, you know? So yeah, we're going to have a day off and we can hang out in Memphis and check some stuff out. And we talked about possibly checking out Graceland. And I was thinking like Graceland might be cheap, you know, like 20 bucks or something like that. And I'm down to do that. But then it turned out it was like 160 some dollars. And both of us were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So then she's talking about tenant or Memphis barbecue and whatever else. And I'm just like, you know, in my head, like whatever. So we go stop at a diner and whatever, whatever, uh, you know, not tripping, not tripping at all. But uh, one thing that did happen on the way to Texas that I will point out is uh she left me in the car at a point when she stopped to she didn't wake me up to tell me that we needed to put in gas which was annoying to me because i'm paying for all the gas and that's something i like to make sure that i do and not only because um I said I would, but because I don't like to end up in a situation where it's like, you know, now I owe you $22, which is what it was, or you feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, like, let me know. And when the car stops, I feel that, and I'm, like, you know, a little bit awake. She says that she tried to wake me up, but that doesn't make sense to me because I know me, and I always wake up a little bit when the car slows down. And I remember feeling the car stop, but I figure somebody's just going to run in and go to the bathroom, whatever. I feel like everybody knows, especially Arizona, Texas, those kind of spots, you don't leave anything in the car because it gets super hot super fast. Like, you know, that's why they tell you every year, don't leave your kids in the car, don't leave your dog in the car, not for five minutes, nothing. And so I hear, you know, the car stop and whatever else, but a lot of times I don't listen for the car to take off again. I just notice it stop, and then I kind of identify that feeling and that noise, and I'm like, okay, whatever go back to sleep, right? Because I'm supposed to drive in a little bit. And then all of a sudden I wake up baking in the fucking car. And I'm like, why am I in this car with no air, nothing, you know? And this has to have been a little while that I'm in the car. So I get out, I lock the door, I'm pissed off. I go into the bathroom, go inside to go to the bathroom. And Amy's like buying something or whatever she's doing. And I just am like, you know, I just tell her when we get outside, I'm like, there are a few ways to piss me off faster than leaving me in a hot car. And then she was like, oh, well, I had tried to wake you up. And I was like, I was like, yeah, wake me up anytime that happens. And then she was like, uh, she was like, I had tried to wake you up, which, like I told you, I know that she didn't try to wake me up because I would have heard that if she had said it, especially as soon as we stopped. I would have heard that. But she insists, and I'm not trying to argue with her because my thing is, I don't give a fuck what you say. You need to wake me up. And instead, I'm still not trying to be shitty like that. I'm just like, Amy, make sure to wake me up anytime we stop like that. And you're going to, or or you can just leave the air on in the car. You can do that. That's another thing you can do. 
So then we get that straightened out. And as far as I'm concerned, that wasn't a problem anymore. But I have to be very clear with people on that. You're not going to leave me in some inhumane conditions that they tell you not to leave a goddamn dog in. So that's not something I should have to tell your ass. Now, this is where I get pissed off because on her Facebook Live, she said I wasn't clear about shit. And it's like, I'm being very fucking clear with you. You just try to argue with shit that I tell you when I say this is what you need to do. Like, and shit like that, I don't think I'm at all out of line when I say. Don't leave me in a fucking hot car. That's not the way that's supposed to fucking work out. And then also with that N-word bullshit, which we're going to get to that in a minute, that happened when we're in Memphis. This dumb asshole for some reason, and we were talking about going to the Lorraine Motel. Was it Hotel? Motel. Holiday Inn. Uh, But no, where Martin Luther King died. That's what, because we went to Beale Street, we checked some shit out, we went to her bullshit Tennessee barbecue places, even though I thought we should have gone somewhere closer and gotten more nap, whatever, but she wanted to go check some shit out, and I was like, I'm down to check some shit out. She was supposed to drive the first leg at night, and I figure you're an adult, you're going to make sure that you get the sleep that you need to get so that we can do what we need to do. Some people I know can work off four hours sleep, whatever. You know you, boo. Uh, you're a grown woman. You've been being you for a long time. She's 40-some years old. That's not a put-down. That's a matter of fact. And I think she said she's 41, if I remember correctly. She's 41 years old. So keep all this in mind when I'm talking about having to deal with this other adult. So what happens was we're spo- we go check out some stuff on, uh, you know, on Beale Street. And we're walking around, enjoying life, whatever. I mention this because on her Facebook Live that she just put out, she makes it seem like she was stressed the whole time. And I just kept getting mad at her for nothing. No, technically, bitch, we were having a good fucking time. Like, we were both doing like we were supposed to do and checking some shit out on our day off and whatever, whatever. Like, that's the way it was happening. But at the same time, we got to get back in the car after a little while. We got to get back to the room and get back, get some sleep, whatever, whatever. So uh, we're doing that. And then uh, we talk about, like, I think she mentioned it technically. She was like, didn't Martin Luther King die here as well? And I was like, I believe he did. And so she was like, well, let's Google it and go check it out. And I was like, yes, I definitely want to go check that out. And so I was so happy we're going to go check it out, right? Because I wanted to see, like, uh, I always wanted to see the Lorraine Motel just because I remember hearing the story and stuff like that, and I wanted to check it out. So uh, we're going to go check it out. And then um, she says, like, uh, when we Google it, she was like, oh, and look, it's uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard. It's right near Martin Luther King Boulevard. That makes sense. Or, you know, it's off Martin Luther King Boulevard. That makes sense. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. I mean, like, he died on Martin Luther King Boulevard, which I know is cheesy dad joke type shit, but whatever. You know, it was just me being quick, silly. And then she was like, she was like, yeah, I wonder what it was back then. Killing N-Word Boulevard? Or I wonder if it was Killing N-Word Boulevard. And she said the N-Word with the hard ER, and I was not having it. Like, right then, I was turned off. And maybe I shouldn't have such feelings about that, but... I do, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. And that's where I'm at with that, you know, and I don't think that 
people should make it seem like there's something wrong with me for not wanting to be a part of that. Like people, when Roseanne says something about Valerie Jarrett, like in the Planet of the Apes, and everybody gets crazy about that, like, and I'm not even getting crazy with people. I'm just saying that's not what I'm want to be around for. That's not what I want to be a part of. That's not what I want to encourage. Like, I don't believe in protesting against the TV. I believe in correcting the person that's right in front of you. If you see something, say something. And so that was my, like, and I didn't even get on a high horse about it. Really, what I did was, I was like, all right, I will address this politely later. But for right now, I'm going to respond out of emotion, and I don't want to do that. So I just went ahead and, like, clammed up. And I didn't, like, laugh at her. I didn't smile at her. I didn't encourage her. You know, I left that right where I was. And so then I, um, we go check it out. We make it there. We check it out. Um, and then she starts crying like a white woman, uh, which... I'm like, whatever with this bitch. She just used the N-word on the way here. Like, And believe me, that was a part of why it bothered me so much, too. Is like, you know, we all know the Martin Luther King story and how much that word had to do with what happened to him and the way he was treated in his life and what he was fighting for. But then we're on our way there, and you're going to use that word as part of your joke? And I'm sorry if I wasn't clear from the beginning of the trip that I didn't want you to use the N-word. I'm sorry for thinking that every adult, every person in this country at this point in 2018 knew that that was not acceptable. Now, if you were to think about it in any other job, is that the kind of thing you would say in front of your boss? Would you say the N-word in front of your boss? Because that's what I am in that in this particular instance. Yes, we are being friendly and stuff like that, and yes, we are friends, but at the same time, I am the person that is employing you on this. Now, you're already exercising bad judgment in front of me. How You're using the N-word in front of me? Like, you think that's okay? You don't notice that I'm brown as well, and I might have some feelings about that. So, I'm like, well, in my head, we'll talk about this later. I got to go check this out and check it out. So, then we have this little thing on the way to, like, back to the the motel we're staying at and I tell her that I want to stop by the Walgreens and for some reason she bypasses that Walgreens and acts like she doesn't know what I'm talking about well doesn't bypass it she doesn't even go buy it or whatever but I had mentioned that I wanted to go to that Walgreens and then later on she makes it seem like I wasn't clear about that and it's like you're saying that I said something in a way that I don't say things like I was clear with you I'm clear about everything that I'm saying to you like you guys have been listening to my podcast for how long I mean like what would make people think that I'm not clear in the way that I talk to people? Why would I always be so clear and then all of a sudden I go on the road with this chick and suddenly now I'm not clear about shit? And like I said, when it comes to the N-word thing, later on we were talking about it and she says, like, she doesn't know that, well, what you guys heard in the beginning when she says, like, she didn't know that that was going to be offensive or whatever, she should have known. And it's like, really? You didn't know that? Like, that was something I was supposed to tell you? So I'm annoyed whatever whatever then we get back to the hotel room and she's talking on the phone to this guy that she's living with or rooming with or however you would say it that took care of her because she 
her place fell through or whatever, which is another situation that I could go more into and I can give more details. And I'll tell you, that's a part of the reason that I recorded her was because when we were hang- when we were talking on the phone one day, she let me know that she was getting kicked out of her place because, uh, well, not kicked out of her place, but she was going to have to move out of her place because the guy she was living with, which is another friend of mine and comedian here in Phoenix named Anthony LaCapa, Anthony LaCapa and her were roommates, and she said that Anthony was um, going to move back to the woods or move to the woods to be away from everything, and he didn't want to be in Phoenix anymore, so she was basically going to be without her place. And this was right before the first, and I was like, that sucks. And I was like, did you already give him your rent money? And she was like, no, he gave me enough notice and told me that he wasn't going to take my rent money but it's like now i have to figure out a place to stay and that kind of stuff and so i was like yeah that still does suck i mean like he should have given you some warning and you know like that kind of conversation is what we had but she said she was very clear with me that he did not take her rent money well then when she was trying to do a sob story for someone else i can't remember who it was she was like yeah and it sucks when somebody takes your rent money and then you uh just moves out and tells you that you don't have a place to live and i was like wait a second she already told me the day that that she found out she was going to have a place to live that he didn't take her rent money so this girl is lying but we were already on the trip when i saw that when i heard that you know so i was like yeah, I don't trust this person. I already knew not to trust her, you know? So, of course, when we're getting into it, because the way that we ended up getting into it was she doesn't stop at the Walgreens. So then I tell her that we have to go to the Walgreens. So then she goes back and she stops at the Walgreens. So then we get to uh, back to the, the Momo, and she starts talking to the guy that she's living with. But she's talking to him really loud, and I'm trying to do the stuff for my podcast or or record my YouTube clip. Not record my YouTube clip. I already recorded it. I'm trying to edit my YouTube clip, and I'm. uh, But I'm like, I also have makeup brushes that I need to clean. Gayest thing in the world. But I need to clean my makeup brushes. They were disgusting, disgusting. So I'm like, I need to clean my makeup brushes. So. I uh, am like, I'll clean my makeup brushes, and then when she's done, hopefully by the time I'm done with that, she's done with her phone conversation. And I have my earbuds in, but she's talking loud enough that I can hear her over my earbuds. But as long as I'm just cleaning my brushes, I don't really need my full conversation to listen to whatever YouTube clip I'm watching or whatever like that. So I'm not really tripping. But I know she's talking about all about Glow, and I don't even watch the show Glow. I just know because she's talking so loud, and I'm hearing every word of what she's saying. And I'm just like, I don't want to be hearing this girl's conversation. And we're sharing a hotel room, and I would think that any adult is smart enough to know that you get up and leave when you have to have a conversation like that like i'm the headliner and that's my room i mean technically even though i'm sharing the room with her technically the room has been really they get the room for me and but i even was if i was to talk to christopher my silly boyfriend i would go outside to have that conversation so she doesn't have to listen to the whole damn thing that's just the way i thought all adults knew to be apparently that's another thing i had to tell somebody because i get through cleaning my brushes and it had to be like 15 minutes later or 20 minutes later because i 
had like three or four brushes and I had done a couple before we left, but I really had to get these brushes clean because I hadn't cleaned them for a while. And I admit I'm terrible with my makeup brushes sometimes because I don't wear makeup all the time. And bam, I didn't even end up wearing makeup on this trip. So I cleaned my brushes for nothing, but I'm glad they're clean. So anyway, so I clean these brushes, clean these brushes. And 15, 20 minutes later, she's still talking on the phone. So I'm not even feeling like being a dick or whatever, but I am like, you know, she does need to take that conversation elsewhere because now I got to edit and so I just say um Amy I'm gonna need I was like I'm about to edit my clip and I'm gonna need a hundred percent of my conversation so and then I point at like you know my ears like you know earbuds and then so uh she was like <sighs> so she gets up mad and like huffs out and she doesn't slam the door but she definitely did close the door in a way where it was like i'm supposed to know she's mad but there was a part of me that just felt like how am i in the wrong after waiting and letting you have your bullshit conversation that i don't want to hear 15 20 minutes of it just talking 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 and then i politely let you know that now i need my concentration and to use the room the way it's supposed to be used and I'm going to have my earbuds even in even when I edit. So it's not going to disturb you at all. But for some reason, I'm on your nerves. No, that's not the way this is supposed to work. But I'm still willing to let it go. I'm still not addressing the N-word thing. I'm still just letting that go. I'm still, you know, I'm just completely being as chill as i can be because even though i'm realizing that this person is not meant to be on the road with me i know that we've got still several days to go so we might as well make this happen like a week to go so whatever personal feelings aside let's just make this happen is my thinking not address it so then she comes in and she says something to me and I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, doing my clip. But she's trying to talk to me while I'm editing my clip and I got my earbuds in. So I have to keep taking my earbuds out and being like, OK, yeah, but I'm going to work on my clip now. Put my earbuds back in, start to work on my clip. Then, um, Ty, do you think, uh, do you know Ornie Adams? And I'm like, yeah, I know Ornie Adams. He's a cool guy. We did Roast of America together or whatever. He's funny, you know. We've done uh, Comedy Magic together. And then I'm like, go back to doing my clip. And then she was like, okay, because do you think I should work for him? Because he, I'm been offered to feature for him, but it's the same week that I'm supposed to be with you in August. And so I'm like, you know, I would tell you honestly, Amy, to do whatever you think is best for your career. That's what I would say. Like, if you think that working for him is better, then do that. If you think coming with me is going to help more what you're trying to do, then do that. But I will tell you that either way, I don't think you're making a bad decision because Orny's a good guy and Orny's funny and you, like, uh, House of Comedy is a good club. And I was like, so either way, you know, just... Pick which one you think is smarter for you, and then you tell me that. And if I have to, I'll get another feature. It's not till August. I'm not going to the middle of August. August, So we have plenty of time for you to, like, if you let me know now or you let me know as soon as you decide, then I can book somebody else, and then no problem. And that's exactly what I said there. And I was like, now I got to get back to editing my clip. So then I put my earbuds back in, go to editing my clip. Then she looks at me while I'm editing my clip and she was like, do you mind if I unplug this TV? And I was just thinking in my head like, 
I'm editing my clip. I'm not watching the TV. The TV's not on. Why would I care if you unplug the TV? And I was, but still, I'm like, no, I don't mind. And then she was like, she sees my uh, my charger for my watch, you know, my Apple Watch. She sees the charger right there while she's unplugging the thing. And she was like, she's like, did you want to plug in your watch? And I'm like, why is this chick still talking to me, you know? And so I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I'm not worried about my watch. And so I just leave it where it's at. And then she's like, um, so what time are we going to leave? And we had already agreed on leaving at 2 a.m. Now, she says something different afterwards, but I, I'm just like, you know, we're leaving at 2. And then she was like, are you sure? Because, like, we can maybe leave at 3. And I was like, no, we decided earlier we're leaving at 2. Like, that's what makes the most sense. It's going to take 12 hours for us to get there. Then uh, we lose an hour on the way up. So, you know, the way it should work out, because, you know, we lost, we would lose another hour on the way to where we were going. It was right near Flint, Michigan. It was Oxford, Michigan. And then I was like, so then we lose another hour on the way up. And then... um we should get there right around two or three, and then we can check into our room and whatever we need to do. So then she's like, um, she's like, okay, because earlier you had said that maybe we, like, you know, two was tentative or whatever, and I was like, I was like, no, really, I we had decided it was going to be two, and I was like, but, you know, if you feel like it was tentative, then I'm telling you definitively now that we're leaving at two. Like, that's what makes sense. So then she was like, well, where are we going to be staying? And I was like, I don't know. He hasn't sent me the hotel information yet. And then she was like, well, I thought you were going to get the hotel information. And I was like, yeah, I'm not worried about it because we got 12 hours to get there. And he's, you know, he'll hit me up and let me know where we're going to be staying. So if we just head in that direction, then I'll hit him up when we're like, you know, halfway through the driver, find out where we're going to stay. OK, because I would like to be able to put that in my OK, well, I'm not going to hit him up right now. I'm trying to work on this clip, which is what I've been telling you I'm trying to do is work on this clip. So I don't know why we're still having this conversation right now. Well, I don't want to get to uh, get there and be in a strange city and have to just waste time because we don't have a room and whatever. And I was like, why would we do that? I already told you he's going to give us the information while we're on the way over there. Like, I don't know why you're bugging me about this right now, but I really wish you would leave me alone. And I did get mad and I did yell at that point. I was like, I don't know why you keep bugging me like I keep telling you I want to do this and I was like okay you want to know the truth you want to know what really bothered me about today I'll tell you what really bothered me about today I'm not a fan of people say white people saying the n-word that's it that bothered me so right then I'm fucking soured on you and then I tell you that I want to work on my clip because I want to work on my clip because I have to work on my clip because this is something that I'm actually concerned and so I go into this with her and then she's trying to argue with me and then I tell her like you know then I notice that she's going to try to decide discussed the whole thing with me and I'm like okay this person just doesn't get it so that's when I turned on my phone and I was like let me record this conversation so that we know exactly where we're all at and uh then it just went from bad to worse after that you know like well there was there was a moment where it was kind of okay because like she finally realized that it's not smart to argue with me on that and it wasn't because i was being like aggressive or anything like that it was it was just i just handled that by at first i did get like upset 
And then I just got like, you know, there's no reason for me to be upset because any adult should know that we just are allowed to say no. I'm not comfortable with you using the N-word. That's one thing. Second thing is when I say that I want to work on something, I should be able to work on something. Third thing is uh, nothing has fallen through that I told you that it was going to happen. The booker even paid for a room on a night that we're not working, which is unheard of. Anybody that does these kinds of shows, like the one off the runs, will tell you that usually you're on your own. And we had discussed that before we even left. Uh, she and I had discussed that. Like, you know, there might be a chance that we have to sleep at a rest area or two on the way up there because if the booker's not paying for a room on a, on a night, then that's just what's going to happen. But that didn't happen. He ended up, out of the goodness of his own heart, just giving us a place to stay, um, paying for a place for us to stay. And so if he's making sure that we have a place to stay on a night we're not working, how would it make sense that he wouldn't make sure to give us the hotel information on a night that we're guaranteed working? That makes no sense. And sure enough, in the morning, he ended up sending it to me. But between that, uh, between when he sent it to me and whatever else, uh, she ends up getting like maybe it's two hours sleep because I think it's midnight or something like that by the time we're done talking. And it did. The full conversation was about 40 minutes. 33 of it I have recorded. And so, you know, it's just like her trying to like change the way things are and add words to stuff that you know where it's like she takes part of my statement but then adds words to it and it's like yeah I don't talk like that I didn't say that that's not what I said that's not the conversation we had and it was very frustrating you know because I hate when people try to play those games where they slightly change what you're saying and it, and especially if they don't do it well and it's like I don't even talk like that. Like what you're saying right now or attributing to me as things I said, that's not the way I talk. So you're not good at this. Like that's the way I see it. So we had to have that full conversation. And like I said, 40 minutes of conversation when all I was doing was asking to be able to work on my clip. Like originally, like I said, the N-word conversation would have happened later. And I definitely would have addressed it with her. But I didn't want to discuss it in an emotional way i wanted to discuss it more like you know that's not appropriate for working with me like if other people let you talk that way or whatever that's on you and on them and your conscience and the way you conduct yourself but like that's not acceptable for me i and that conversation would have happened later instead of happening right then so then we end up leaving around 2 a.m., you know, like everything happens the way that it's supposed to. She ends up getting only like two hours sleep or whatever, which I knew she was going to be tired. But like, really, she had we got back at nine. So she wasted from nine until midnight, like talking on the phone and whatever else that I don't know what she was doing. You know, I was trying my best to edit, but that didn't work out the best, you know, and I admit that my silly boyfriend called it at one point and I went outside and talked to him for a little while, you know, which I don't know where she was during that. Like, I know she wasn't asleep or maybe she was asleep at that point. I don't know, but she didn't end up getting the sleep that she needed to get apparently because we drove for a little while. And then 
At one point, we stopped at a rest area, and I put in gas, and then we were both going to the bathroom, and she was like, uh, when I walked out of the bathroom, she was like, um, do you want to drive? And I was like, no, I'm not going to be ready to drive for a couple hours. We're on the road, though, you know, and I don't mind sleeping at a rest stop or whatever. I was like, but if you want, because, you know, we had that window, so that gave us a couple of hours, and that's the reason I insisted that we leave at 2, because then we still have a couple hours before we have to be there for the show and whatever. So I was like, if you want, why don't we just go ahead and both take a nap? We'll take a nap at a rest stop or something like that. No, I'll buy some monsters, and I'll keep driving. It's like, okay, suit yourself. But, you know, I'm not cracking the whip on anybody because, like I said, we have time. So if you want, we can, you know, because she had mentioned something, too, about taking showers. Like, you know, that she was worried about taking showers, like us not getting there in time to take a shower, which that's the way being on the road works sometimes. Like when you're running on a tight schedule sometimes or something happens and you're just tired or both of you are tired or you don't plan it the best, which is what she didn't do, sometimes you don't get to take a shower. And it's not like I'm going to get to take a shower and you're not. It's just like neither of us will get to take a shower until after the gig. But whatever happens happens but she was worried about that and it's kind of like i don't have time to worry about that shit plus if worse comes to worse i have a planet fitness membership and if we need to we can just run by the planet fitness that's closest to the place we're going to perform because they're in every small city and i don't know why but that's the reason i have the membership still is we can do that and then we can get ready there which i've done that a lot where i've gotten ready in the gym because I wanted to just get to the gig. And so that's what I told her, you know. And then she was like, well, why wouldn't you tell me that to begin with? And I was like, because I don't think I have to tell you everything bit by bit. Like, I I, tr- I figure that you would just trust me because we're on the road and I do this a lot. And why would I steer you wrong? And what do you think's happening right now? Because she was treating me also like I had the hotel information and I just wasn't giving it to her. That's another way that she was making it seem. And I was like, no, I don't know where we're going to stay. I don't, you don't know where we're going to stay. Cause I don't know where we're going to stay. And I don't know where we're going to stay because he doesn't know where we're going to stay yet. So if that bothers you, then you're just not cut out for this. But I thought you knew that this was going to be a fly by the seat of your pants kind of situation. Like that's what this is, you know? And so, and it is to a degree and it was, and I thought she already knew that, but apparently she didn't. But I also, you know, thought she knew a couple of things, but she obviously didn't. So anyway, so she says she's going to keep driving, you know, even though she's tired, she's just going to get a couple of monsters. So then I wake up to her crying and I'm just like, why is she crying? But I, at first I don't say anything. I try to sleep, but then she has to let it be known. She's crying. So I wake up and then she was like, um, I was like, I was like, what's the matter? But really I didn't care. Cause you know, I'm over this. I hate when people cry about nothing and I knew it was nothing. And so I was like, I was like, what's the matter? And then she was like, I've just got a cramp in my leg. And I was just like, a cramp in your leg. Get up and walk it off or whatever, you know, but I didn't say anything. I just put the blanket back over my head and went to sleep. So then again, I feel a stop and I, you know, I don't know where we are. She said something about having a cramp in her leg and I was like, okay. And so I put, keep my blanket over my head and, you know, I'm going to sleep. Well, 
She gets up out of the car. I hear the door slam. Then she gets back into the car. And then she's just sitting there crying and 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 crying. You get the hint. And so finally I'm like, you know, what's the matter? And then she was like, I got a cramp in my leg and it just won't go away. And I tried walking. kill yourself but i'm like all right well you know i was like i hope your leg gets better but i'm gonna go to sleep for another hour and i was like set my alarm as i was saying it i was like i'm gonna go to sleep for another hour and then i'll then i'll take over the driving and i was like how far are we away and she was like about six hours Turns out we were further than six hours, but she was like about six hours. So I was like, okay, yeah, just let me sleep for another hour and then we'll get out of here. And we're still supposed to make plenty good time, you know? And so I go to sleep for a little while and then I wake up and I take over the driving and miraculously, as soon as I take over the driving, as soon as I, because I go inside, I go pee. After my hour is up, I didn't even make it the full hour. I think it was like 45 minutes. I get up, I go pee, I come back and get in the pass or the driver's side, you know, because she got out to do whatever. And then I get in the driver's side. She gets in the passenger side. As soon as she gets in the passenger side, suddenly this leg cramp that just wouldn't go away instantly goes away. And she doesn't say that. She just gets into the passenger side, grabs her blanket, and goes to sleep immediately. And I don't mean still crying in your sleep immediately goes to sleep. I mean full-on goes to sleep. Sleeps like a fucking bear. And I don't care. I got the sleep that I needed, so I'm not feeling any kind of way about that. But at the same time, while it's happening, I'm just sort of like, hmm, it's funny how that just cleared up like that. So, you know, I take us the rest of the way where we're going. um, And I'm not tripping, you know. Like, at a point she was talking about, I know on her Facebook Live she said that, you know, I was on my phone or whatever. I was watching videos while um, I was driving. And, yeah, I fully admit, I put on YouTube clips and I put it on my lap and I listen to YouTube clips and, like, look down every once in a while. I mean, like, I'm not distracted or, you know, any more distracted than anybody else is when or when she's doing her Facebook Live or, like, anything else. It's just, like, you know, that was just her saying that on her Facebook Live to try to find some way to make it seem like I had done something wrong. And then at a point she let me know that she hadn't shit in a couple of days, which is disgusting, and I don't need to know how your body's working or whatever, but I bring it up because she let me know that while we're, you know, because, like, we ended up uh, being chill. Really, she let me know that she hadn't shit in a couple of days when we were in Memphis. That's when she let me know that. And I was just like, oh, that's gross. But, you know, whatever people, some people share more than I do. But, you know, I was just like, just whatever. I chuckled or whatever. But I bring it up because then on her Facebook Live, she said that she hadn't shit in five days because of me, because I had her on edge and I was just mean to her out of nowhere. And it was like, one, I wasn't even mean to you. 
Like, yeah, I got appropriately annoyed because when she woke up from the after she stopped her crying, I had another conversation with her. And it was just uh, like, you know, I get it if this isn't for you. And I get it if it's turned out to not be. And I was talking to her like this, you know, like I wasn't mad at her. I was just letting her know, like, I'm not going to have another argument with you. That's not going to happen. Like, and I get it if you're not used to like me just saying or somebody just saying that this is what it is. But that is what it is. Like, you know, I don't always have the answers. And I'm just saying sometimes that's what we do. Like, sometimes we just do things the way we do them. And that's what it is. So if that's not cool with you, uh, then I'm fine with that. If you're going to be crying throughout this trip, that's not something I want to deal with. And it's just not. And I don't care who feels what about it. I don't want to be on the road with a crier. So I was like, if you want to... You can just drop me off at a rental car place. I'll go ahead and finish out the trip by myself, and I'll figure out how I'm going to get home. And I told her, I'm going to leave that up to you. And I, no hard feelings if this isn't for you. I get it. I'm cool. But I just don't want to live this way. I'm a happy person. I've argued with you more in the last 24, 48 hours, whatever it's been, than I have in my seven months of being with my boyfriend, which is 100% true. Like, we don't go through it like that. So now all of a sudden I've got this person that I'm not even in a relationship that I'm going through it with like that. And so, you know, um, that was like a, a thing that we had to happen. And I had to have that conversation with her. And she says no, that she gets it and whatever else. And I wish she would dispute any of this. If she wants to really dispute any of this, I'll just put the whole conversations, uh, the conversations that I have, I'll post them as their own separate episode if she tries to make it seem like these conversations happen differently than the way they happen. Because I don't have time to be bullying people and I don't have time to be bullying girls. Like, do I have a way that I do things on the road? Yes. Is that going to change for you, whatever gender or sexual orientation you are or ident or way you identify? No. I do things the way that I do them, and I treat everybody equal. So if you're fucking up, I'm going to let you know you're fucking up, and I'm going to let you know in the most politely stern and direct way I possibly can. I'm going to be very clear with you. So when I have somebody that, ends up dropping me off in Michigan, which I don't mind at all because we lasted like a couple days more than that. But she just was this constant sob story. She left her phone. Uh, she left her phone at a place we were eating, which was a dumb, dumb thing to do. But this is the way she is on the road, just scattered and does things that don't make sense. And then she loses her glasses the next morning and she's going frantic with us and she's mad like we're, me and the other comic. At this point, we've got another comic with us and he got to have just a quick taste of it when she lost her phone the night before. Well, she lost her phone and then I went to call it and the guy from the restaurant that we ate at, you know, it was this little burger spot. He ended up uh, answering the phone and I couldn't believe it at first. I was like, why is somebody answering her phone right now? And then it turned out he was like, I work at uh, whatever restaurant, you know, the restaurant we were at. And he was like, I just found this phone. And I was like, yeah, that's my friend's phone. So then she goes to go get her phone. And the next morning she loses her glasses before we're leaving the hotel and she's frantic and she wants us to help find her glasses. And I'm like, you know, 
I'm doing other shit. I'm trying to get ready. I'm trying to get my stuff packed so I can get out of there. I'm not worried about you and your glasses. And then, which I don't say that. I just let her find her glasses because like any other adult, you need to find your shit. That has nothing to do with me. And so the other comic, he was nice enough to help her. But I was kind of over her antics at that point. Like you lose your phone the night before and then you lose your glasses the next morning. I mean, like, I'm not trying to keep track of you like that. You keep track of you, especially if you're going to be blind and without communication. Those are things that you need to just watch out for on the road. So I'm not in charge of you that way, and that's not a position I'm going to put myself in. I don't care what you say. So that happens. And then uh, there was this thing where she kept wanting to stop at uh, shell stations and places that she could actually buy stuff. But it's like... When I'm on the road, sometimes we just stop at rest stops to go to the bathroom and that's it. Like, you know, and she kept doing this thing where she would slam on her brakes. And it would be in situations where people hadn't cut her off. She just was being dramatic because in her mind they had cut her off. And I was seeing it happen. And yes, I would get very annoyed when I would see it happen because I'm getting jerked. While I'm sitting there, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm watching this happen, and there's no reason for you to slam on the brakes this way. But I don't stay quiet. I do make a face and look at her like, okay, I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's because... It's stupidity to me. It's like, why do you want to slam on your brakes and make this situation more dangerous or more dramatic than it has to be when it doesn't have to be that? So, yeah, I was annoyed with that. And then, like I said, and then so what happened was the final straw was this fucking welcome center, which I thought everybody knew a welcome center was a rest area. But uh, she says she has to go pee and then she goes to turn off in the welcome center like you know and then she was like she's like oh that's a welcome center and then it was like before she's gonna turn out of the lane i tell her oh yeah that's a rest area right there we can go to the bathroom right there she goes ahead and still turns out of the lane to go into the welcome center never mind that we had already stopped two times like right before she already had water she supposedly had everything but then she's like um so she just admits it at that point and it's like, well, I just want to go to a shell station. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why we can't just go to the welcome center. Well, I didn't know the welcome center was even a rest area. And then I was like, well, I just told you. And how do you not know? Like you say you've been doing the road, like you've been working as a comic for 13 years and you didn't know that the welcome center usually has a rest area. Like, how do you not know that? And so she's like, I thought it might be the Chamber of Commerce. Really? We just got into Michigan state line. We just crossed the state line from Michigan. But you think that the Chamber of Commerce was possibly at the Welcome Center when almost anybody that knows anything about anything knows that usually the Chamber of Commerce is downtown where the court, did you think the courthouse was there too? Which I didn't say that, but I was just like, you know, how would you think the Chamber of Commerce? I was like, this doesn't even make sense to me what you're saying. Like, it really is insulting to my intelligence that you think, like, I get it. You already said that you would rather go to the Shell Station. Just leave it at that. Don't try to tell me that you don't know what a welcome center is because you're really making it sound like something that it's not. Like, you're making it sound like you thought that that was like downtown or something which 
clearly that's not downtown. And so it turns into this, you know, I just tell her, I was like, stop wasting my time. Stop wasting my resources. Stop. Just stop altogether. And she'd already told me that she... um she couldn't do the trip if she couldn't sell merch, which I usually don't let my support sell merch anyway, you know? So, uh, which, you know, merch, bracelets, shirts, anything like that, you know? Like, I usually don't. But she, without asking, just decided that she was going to do that, and I was allowing her to do that, and, you know, make your money, boo, whatever, you know, just as long as I don't have to listen to your fucking mouth on top of everything else, do what you got to do. So she had already told me that she wouldn't be able to do it if uh, she didn't sell merch. And I was like, you know what? You're wasting my time. You're wasting my resources. You're you're just, you're a drain for me. I was like, so don't sell merch. There, now we're even. Now I'm wasting your fucking resources. Don't sell merch. And since she, I knew that she, because she told me if she wasn't able to sell merch, she wouldn't be able to do this trip. She told me that, but she didn't say it until after we left when we were having the other conversation. So I was just like, you know, I knew that if I said that, that it was going to force her to either have to leave me or get her shit together. And then I, of course, would have let her sell merch again if she just got her shit together. But, you know, I knew that that was going to force her hand one way or the other. So then... uh we finished out that little leg of the drive, and she got me to my motel, my Super 8. And when we pulled up, she gave me her very um, stoic look ahead, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and get your stuff because this is as far as I'm taking you. And I felt like, girl, this is as far as I need to go. And uh, I but I knew better than to say anything because I didn't want her to take off with all my shit in her car, you know, like that kind of vindictive shit. So I knew not to get smart mouth. And so I just, uh, you know, I got all my shit out of the car, made sure I got everything, everything. I put it all on the bench right there in front of the Super 8 motel. And um, I wished her luck in her journey. Pretty sure I got everything. No drama, no reason to be upset. As far as I was concerned, I was free at last, free at last. <laughs> appropriately, appropriately enough. Uh, but yeah, and that's the way I felt about it. And I wasn't at all tripping. And really, I wasn't at all mad at her. You know, I was really glad for her for leaving me because I was uh, I didn't want that anymore. You know, like I'm not good with drag being drag through anybody's energy or whatever anybody's going through. I'm just not built for that. And it's not where I want to be in my life, you know. I'm trying to do you a favor and let you get ahead. The least you can do is trust me to that degree. You already came along for the trip, and I'm paying for everything that I said I was going to pay for. I'm not jacking you on any of that. You know, and I did let her know, like I said, before the trip even started, that I would figure out what I was going to pay her, uh, like, cash-wise at the end of the trip. So if you didn't have money for that or to sustain yourself, then you should know that. But that wasn't a problem. She had plenty of money. She actually was living kind of like a baller while we were out there. And I was kind of like, for a person that's talking about 
how tough she has it or whatever, you know, because she did this online, uh, like, grab for money where she posted that if everybody, she has 3,000 followers, if they all gave her a dollar that she would um, be able to have the money to get herself out of debt and get on her feet that's what she posted on her facebook or said on her facebook but she says she was just joking when she said it but then she made a meme to go along with it which she was also just joking when she made the meme too this is her telling me that she was just joking when she said that but then it turned out that she was getting dollars from people so she maybe that was part of it another way i found out that she lied on this trip you know this is why i made sure that i recorded so much of what happened was because i didn't want it to be my word against hers because i know that she's not afraid to lie because she posted on facebook a while ago that somebody hit her while she was driving uber so i asked her about the story about somebody hitting her during uber just because i was wondering how that happened because i was thinking this chick is antagonistic with people that's what she's doing she's like passive aggressive antagonistic that's what she's doing she's needling people and with me, it's like you're only going to needle me to a point where I feel like making you leave me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be needled to a point where you're going to get me to, like, blow up or do whatever. Like, once I give you a little bit of – because, like, I admit, I did give a quick, like, yell at her when, the, when it was the N-word thing and, the like, your – um you won't let me do this it was just like can you leave me alone you know like it was like that and then she got like you're yelling at me and i was like i was like you're fucking pissing me off i need you to leave me alone now i've had enough of you i don't want to do this with you like stop bugging me just let me do what i have to do i mean like i've told you politely several times and then she says i wasn't being clear but how much clearer can i be when i say several times like i just want to do this i just want to take care of this i just want to do what i need to do here i just want to take care of this i just want i mean like and i said it like that several times several times very politely so finally i get like just leave me alone just stop you know, and so I had the feeling because like, you know, after all that happened, then and that's the only time that I got like upset with her like that. And so then after that happened, when we get to the uh, when we're just driving and then I ask her about, you know, the person hitting her. I was like, you mentioned on your Facebook one time not too long ago that, you know, somebody had hit you. And then she was like, all sorts of stuff has happened to me when I've been driving Uber. Uh, a lady threw a can of soda at my windshield and it went on my windshield and uh, like in my face. And like she was talking about like, you know, all the different ways that she's been violated and assaulted in Uber and Lyft. But it's like I know a bunch of comics and a bunch of people that drive Uber and Lyft. My sister drove drove Uber and Lyft for a little while, and, like, they don't have these kinds of things. Like, yeah, every once in a while there's an asshole or there's a... But, like, when it keeps happening, maybe you're the fucking problem. So then I asked her about, you know, the person hitting her, and what happened was it was a ride in Scottsdale, you know, which is the snotty part of Phoenix, the, the ritzy part, but there's the young douchebags that party there, and uh, she picked up these douchebags, and I believe they were Scottsdale douchebags. Like, I don't think she's lying to that degree because there are a lot of douchebags in that area. But uh, she ends up picking up these douchebags and um, they get in an argument or whatever. And then she tells the girl that she's going to have to stop doing whatever she's doing. Long story short, she ends up calling the girl a cunt, which that's not the way you talk to somebody. But and then the guy like, you know, she says the guy hits her. 
That's what she said when she first tells me the story. She was like, yeah, and then her boyfriend hit me. And then uh, I was like, you just assaulted me. I'm going to call the police. I need you to get out of my car. You need to get out of my car now. Like, this is her telling me the story, right? Like, this is what she tells him. And so I'm like, I'm like, wow. And I wasn't even trying to fucking trap her or find her in a lie. I really was trying to get the story, you know? And then I was like, I was like, so did you call the police? And then she was like, she was like, yeah, I called the police because I had to because Uber made me call the police. Uh, she was like, because I have to do it so that they know that this incident really happened. Then it doesn't count as a strike against me. And so she was like, um, and then I wanted them to know that you can't just put your hands on people. And I was like, I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, that's not right. And then I was like, I was like, where did he, he hit you? And then she was like. Well, he didn't really hit me. He more like just tapped me in the arm, you know, uh, and it was right after I called his girlfriend a cunt. He told me that, you know, he tapped me in the arm and said, you can't talk to people that way. But I mean, he put his hands on me and in my head I was thinking he didn't hit you. That's not hitting you. But I'm not going to argue with her, you know. I mean, like if she thinks somebody tapping her and telling her not to call their girlfriend a cunt, which I felt like you shouldn't be calling people cunts like that. Like that is kind of a fighting word. And I'm not saying the guy should have hit her. But I mean, like I know a lot of girls that will smack the shit out of you if you call them a cunt. But I'm not saying violence is right. I'm just saying sometimes you need to watch what your behavior is at the same time. But it wasn't even violence that happened. Like he just tapped her arm even by her account at that point. But... See, so that's why I was like, let me make sure my bases are all the way covered on all of this shit because this person is half snapped and trying to take me with her. And then afterwards, uh, sure enough, a friend of mine showed me her uh, Facebook Live because another friend was like, because as soon as I posted, you know, that this happened and because she started hitting people up to like tell people what a terrible person I am which technically she should have just left alone because I wasn't even trying to trip on her like that or I wasn't going to make it public like this you know and really like let everybody know the full story like yeah obviously things didn't work out but I'm fine with the saying things didn't work out and leaving it at that but when you really go out of your way to try to slam me well I'll hit up every single person that you told including the Booker of Zanies, if that's what we're really doing. If you want, I'll let her hear this, where we start off with you apologizing for saying the N-word, which we all know is appropriate, it's inappropriate. So let's see exactly where you end up if you keep this going. You can decide if you want to, and I'm not even going to ask you to apologize. I'm just going to ask you to shut your mouth and stop saying shit that isn't true. You say anything you want that's actually the truth, but don't say shit that isn't true. Like on your Facebook telling people that I uh, that I was the reason you couldn't shit. Was I also the reason that you couldn't shit before you even met up with me and told me that you couldn't shit? Because like before we when we were in fucking Memphis at the Walmart, you were telling me that you hadn't shit for a couple of days. And then a couple of days later, you're on your Facebook live saying I was the reason. How does that work out? And then, like, make it seem like I demeaned you and I was abusive with you. Not at all. I treated you like I would treat any other comic. I'm not fucking doing that with any comic. I'm not in charge of your emotions. You don't cry. I mean, like, yeah, if somebody in your family dies or something like that, I could definitely understand having a breakdown and needing a cry, and I'm definitely human. But you crying because you would rather me be driving instead of 
us sleeping at a rest stop for a couple hours so that it's not a dangerous situation for both of us like that's what that's supposed to be you making it seem like i wasn't clear in certain ways when i was very clear with you you just didn't like the things i was saying when i was being clear with you and yeah i don't want to stop at every shell station so you can shop around or look for something to eat or whatever the fuck you were doing and i'm not even being mean when i say that but it's just that's what you kept doing was trying to like you wanted to stop by a fucking cheese castle at a point and i was like i don't want to stop by a cheese castle i want to get to the next gig which like the gigs we were doing were like five hours away from each other and that kind of stuff which i hadn't fully known that and i'm not going to pretend i was upset about it because i was committed to just working this gig and making this happen so I mean, like, the gig was the most important thing to me, or the gigs were the most important thing to me, but there was a lot of driving between gigs. So sometimes I don't want to waste a lot of time, and that's just what it is on the road. And I wouldn't do that with anybody. It's just, I don't like when people, because I went immediately to doing the things that I have to do to make sure that, because there was a lot that I'm not able to tell you guys just because of the amount of time that I have and I don't want to make this any longer than it has to be. And maybe I'll do a second part because there was a lot of good that came from the trip. Like I ended up uh, working with the comedian by the name of Jason Moliterno, which I'll end up doing an addendum to the beginning of this where I actually mentioned that first uh jr williams was another comic that i ended up meeting it got patched together really nice and i ended up getting a flight for not a lot of money like to get home and everything has really worked out in a really good way and it's been a really positive experience and ron uh turned out to be just as good as i heard he was like as far as keeping his word and stuff like that and i still like the way that the situation does work out even though there are some kinks that would need to be worked out for me to do like more and stuff like that but it's a work in progress and it's it's getting in on the ground floor on something that somebody's doing that's completely different from pretty much anything else out there and the guy ron that's in charge of the gigs has been really like you know doing good by me as far as like you know keeping his agreements and making sure that i have places to stay and like everything even though it's kind of fly by the seat of your pants in a lot of ways has worked out like clockwork so i'm not gonna let somebody's negativity or somebody's low self low opinion of themselves which is what it comes down to because otherwise you wouldn't have sabotaged like this like there was nothing to sabotage like there was nothing there was no reason to do that to yourself like i was going to give you every opportunity that i said i was going to give you i was keeping every part of my word so i don't know why you would a fuck yourself over like that and then b try to make yourself like seem like a victim right after unless maybe it's because you'd rather beg people for money than earn it cuz all this stuff that she said on her Facebook Live was like exaggerated versions of what happened or making it seem like she was a victim in some way when it was like, no, you were a victim of your own stupidity. You were trying to act like you didn't understand how the world worked all the way down. Like, that's why I played that clip at the beginning, because if that doesn't tell you how delusional she was pretending to be, like when she acts like she doesn't know that she's not supposed to say the N word or that she didn't know that that would upset me. Like, how do you not know that? How does somebody have to tell you that? Like, that's what I can't drive home enough. 
for people. Like, if you need to find one example. But like I said, if she wants to, like, drag this out and make it seem like I'm saying some stuff that's different from what actually happened, I'll release full conversations. I have no problem doing that at all. So you let me know how you want to play Amy Blackwell. I'm cool either way. I can let it go after having done this episode. Or I can go ahead and make sure that you have no career at all by the time this is done. Because really, I can tell you for a fact, the way I even found out that you did your little stupid Facebook Live was a friend of mine hit me up and was like, who is the comic that left you out in the middle of fucking nowhere so I know not to book them? And I was like, it's not that serious, but her name is Amy Blackwell. <laughs> That's my little bit of shade right there. So I was like, it's not that serious, but Amy Blackwell. And then he gets, he hits me back up a minute later and he's like, he's like, yeah, she just did a Facebook Live about you saying that uh, you were demeaning and abusive and whatever. And then I listened and she was like, I've never dealt with anybody so abusive in my life and whatever else. No, what happened was you realized your regular tricks weren't going to work. That fucking turning on the waterworks was just something that I ended up finding out later that you're known for. You're known for starting to cry when you're not getting your way. Like, and if you want, I can have other episodes of Unbothered and fully expose you through the other people that have dealt with your bullshit. So you decide exactly how you want to play this, Amy. You're the first one that I really... I might take the time on you to really, like, let everybody that has something to vent about you vent. And we'll see how, how good you feel at the end of all of it. I... I personally just would have been like, okay, that didn't fucking work out. Cool. Like, you know, what I would have done if I was you is I would have said, okay, that didn't work out. I'll take the loss on me having to get myself home now. Because, oh, let me tell you guys this uh, before I wrap this episode up. I added up the receipts that happened up until Amy dropped me off. And I had already spent... $250, I think it was, or maybe it was, let me see, I'll tell you. I'd already spent, maybe it was 210 and change in gas by the time she dropped me off, and we weren't fully halfway through. And then um, I ended up paying out... Yeah, two ten nineteen, and I can provide those receipts for anybody that wants to see them. So I'd already spent two ten nineteen, and we weren't even halfway through. Then the next day, I ended up spending another fifty dollars in gas, and I knew that it was going to be at least uh, forty, uh, at least four hundred dollars in gas. I mean, like I knew that driving that part of the country, and yeah, she has a a, a Prius, but the Prius isn't all all it's cracked up to be, or the Prius C, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I was already committed to spending $400 just right there. Then I'm going to I was supposed to pay for oil change which is going to be 55 bucks. So, I'm already committed to $455 right out the window right there. Plus, like I said, I knew I was going to have to give her just because of my conscience. And I wasn't going to make, like I said, if at the end of all this I broke even, I was going to be lucky, you know, because I still got to take care of my expenses and what I have to do, you know, like on the road. And so I was 
like, okay, you know, we'll see how this all works out. But I knew that I was going to have to give her just out of my own conscience, no matter how I did, at least $200 in cash. I knew that. So, you know, I just... I've had it with these people. And yeah, I did end up hooking somebody else up with that other gig at what's it called. And I had to talk her up and stuff like that. But if you're going to be a loose cannon, it's like you can't expect that people are just going to be like, yeah, I still want to book. Like people hear that kind of shit and it doesn't look good when you're the kind of person, even the kind of person that can't stick it out through a fucking a tour. Like, but then you think that the booker, because, like, she hit up the booker privately, like, you know, went and got his number from one of the other comedians. Then she hit up, like, two of the comedians that were also on the run to tell them, if you want to hear the story, I'll tell you the story. It's like, are you going to tell the full story? Are you telling the part about you saying the N-word? And that's originally what I couldn't. None of this. I'm tired of people. Anyway, um. I'm glad I got to talk about this. We are an hour and 34 minutes in. Maybe I'll do a second part to it. Hit me up if you guys have questions. I'm really open on this one just because I hate when people try to, like, I'm so tired of people shitting on my name. Uh, I really am. Anyway, I'll be at the Rialto Theater in Tucson on July 21st, which is coming up this Saturday. So if you guys want to come out to that, come out and check it out. Um, I love you all. And America's favorite fag.com is where you can find me. Check out my YouTube. I'm going to start doing my clips again. And uh, make sure Amy gets this message, everybody. Um, I'm Ty Rivera, and I hope you all stay unbothered. Mwah.